What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of High and Wide Radio. You guys know the deal. I'm your host, Angry Jim, along with my main man, Jack Smith. We have some juicy topics to get to tonight, but first, Jack, let me, let me just say something. Uh, thank you to all the men and women who have served and are serving our country, as well as the families uh, of the loved ones of those who have served. Um, Jack, how was your Memorial Day weekend, man? Uh, I got burnt. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> half albino, so it was a little rough for me, but um, it's good to get some color for the, uh, for the summer. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate that. I got a couple of people in my family and my extended family who serve. So, of course, a big thank you to all of you. And I also got uh, paid to have a day off. So that was nice as well. <laughs> you Mine was good. Mine was relaxing. Uh, I actually was doing a, a project out back, just hanging those damn, uh, you know, those string lights that you see out and stuff like that. Yeah. I figured that was going to be like a uh, like an hour, two hour tops project. Took me three days. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> took me Saturday, Sunday, and I finished Monday. So that was my weekend highlight. Uh, yeah, but enough of that. I won't bore anybody with my uh, weekend project stories for much longer. Uh, yeah, you know what I wanted to ask you, Jack? And this is going to be a, 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 Twitter, a Twitter question. We'll give away a prize if, you know, whoever's listening uh, and they get this answer right first on Twitter. Well, maybe we'll give you a prize. Uh, Jack, what, is, what was your favorite adult beverage that you enjoyed this weekend Ooh, uh okay i'm gonna have to go with you know it's funny somebody just brought like a new whiskey that i never had heard of and we just had that on the rocks i don't even remember what it was it was it was definitely not like jack or something normal it was a definitely weird one you know those random ones you see in the stores uh-huh I mean, I had Corona with lime. I had regular beer. I had girly beer. I had girly drinks. And but by I had coffee and Bailey's. But by far, whatever that that bourbon whiskey that guy brought, some random guy and asked me to share, that was delicious. It was so smooth. I just can't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll go with the the bourbon whiskey that nobody can remember. If you guys can remember that, and uh, you answer first in a direct message after the show, we'll give you a prize. Uh, and now, finally, we can get down to business here. Couple, couple rumors flying around here. Uh, I know that I know there's one that you really want to get to, Jack. Uh, the one involving uh, the Flyers being the only, or, or the only player that the Flyers are connected to. I know it's the early stage of the off season, but still, uh, who's that player that I'm, I'm thinking about, Jack? Well, yeah, it's definitely early. I really want to emphasize that it is early. The Stanley Cup playoffs are still going on. However, you know, you see all of the top guys, and we've talked about this, you know, the Carlsons, the Panarins, the Duchesnes, and you're starting to see that teams are starting to be interested and even talk to these players' agents and seeing how it would fit and possibly even making roster moves to make it make sense for their team. Teams like Tampa Bay, making because they've been into Eric Carlson for like, feels like two years now. You know, so you got teams that are already top of the league at the cap and they're into the, the biggest free agents. And the one guy that the Flyers are into is Nazem Kadri. And like, I remember he was a thing like five years ago. I, I mean, if this is our, I, I don't dislike the guy, but if th- this is the only guy I've seen the Flyers link to. Don't read an article that says, yeah, the Flyers have the cap space for a guy. That doesn't mean that they're talking to him. 
And we already missed on Quenville. And now the biggest name the Flyers are linked to right now is Nazem Kadri. You could yell at me, say I'm freaking out early. It's a sign of things to come. Everything that has happened since Chuck Fletcher has gotten here outside of calling up Carter Hart has kind of been, I don't want to say a failure, but we've been disappointed. The Simmons trade, not getting Quenville. Uh, what's going on with Provo contract? Another week? No news on that. You know, and there's other guys that need to be signed as well. And now all this comes out. We're almost, you know, it's almost it's, Saturday is June. You got one month. You know, you got the draft where trades can happen. And then July 1st, you know, that's the day. So, and you're linked to, who's not a free agent, by the way. Nazem Kadri is not a free agent. For a team who has money to spend, they are going to trade one of their own assets to get this guy. And a guy who kind of cost Toronto when he took a really stupid penalty. I think, I believe it was a a five-man, or I'm sorry, a five-minute game misconduct. And it was suspended for the next game or two. So you're going to give up. Toronto can't wait to get rid of him to make room for really good players. And this is the guy we're interested in, and we're going to give up. Like, I heard Ghost's name been floated here. I know a lot of the, like, older generation guys, like, because he plays with grip. That shit gets called so often now. Look at these playoffs. Look what happened to Vegas. Like, this is not a guy you add to your team and you say, okay, we're ready to win now. He, I don't mind him. I think if we use wins above replacement, a baseball term, you know, and we just added him to the team, he might give us plus two or two and a half to our wins. But then if you if you give up ghosts to get him, it's like a wash. Like, it's just silly. So, I don't know. I, I don't mind the guy. But to hear that this is the only one we're interested in, why our division is interested in all the legitimate free agents, just consider this, Jimmy. Pittsburgh, is they, they have, you know, Crosby, Malkin, all that. Uh, they're at the cap. They can't afford anything. They're into P.K. Saban. They're into um, Panarin if they can move Kessel or Malkin. I don't think they have the balls to do it, but they're in. The point is they're considering it. Uh, both New York and New Jersey own the number ones and number two picks of the draft. And there's two studs there. The Rangers and the Islanders are both in on Panarin. The Rangers are in on Carlson. Uh, it's like what the when the Flyers are doing dick, like are you kidding me? Like we, we look like assholes right now, and and that's why it's concerning. It seems like everybody else is about to get better, and the guy who was brought in because the guy before him did nothing is doing nothing, and it feels pretty stupid. Sorry, I want a little bit of a rant there. So. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Because, I, I, I mean, Nazem Kadri is not one of the first names that I would have thought of, you know, to fill that second-line center role. Um, however, what I do find interesting is uh, his stats are comparable to a Braden Shen-type player <laughs> who they just traded away a couple years ago. Uh, I mean, listen to some of this stuff here. So, Kadri was drafted in the first round, number seven overall, 2009. Braden Shen was drafted number five overall, 2009. Braden Shen, six foot one, 200 pounds. Nazem Kadri, six foot, 192 pounds. Uh, they're about a year apart in age, not even a year, a couple months. Uh, I'm not saying they're the same exact player. I know Shen has a lot more success on the power play. Uh, I don't have Kadri's power play stats in front of me, but 
you know, for the most part, besides last year, Shen was a 55, 60 point player. Actually, he only surpassed 60 points once in his career. So we'll say 50 to 60 point player. Uh, it looks like he scores about 24, 25 goals a year. And we switch over to Kadri. I mean, the Leafs were, were pretty bad for, for most of his career. Uh, he's, uh, he scored 20 goals three times. It looks like he really sits around 15 to 20 goals besides the last two years in 16, 17, 17, 18, uh, where he scored 32 goals in each year. Um, but I mean, if, if I'm going to go from, I, I mean, he's like a 45, 55 point pl- point a year player. Uh, he brings, you know, and I hate to keep using this word, uh, and it's great, but it, he brings a certain like nastiness, like a certain, uh, almost like an Evander Kane type, like, uh, thing. Do you know what I mean there? Like that personality, uh, where he, he, he doesn't take any shit, you know, he gives it out and doesn't take any back, which I think this team kind of lacks to tell you the truth. I mean, they have a lot of guys who will get upset and, and get angry if something happens, but nobody that's going to do anything. Nobody that if I'm on the other team, I'm afraid of, or, you know, and I, and I know kadri has been suspended twice in the last two years, both in the playoffs, but, you just never know what he's going to what, – what's he going to do, you know? Um, and this team lacks that. So what I think would be cool is if you address that as well as your 2C, uh, I guess, you know, he has offensive creativity, which I think also this team lacks. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, with the Maple Leafs, he, he didn't really have all the weapons that they do now, which you could argue, oh, that's why he scored 32 goals the last two seasons – and I would say, okay, but when he comes, if, if, if he comes here, let's just say he'd be playing on the line with guys like, uh, like JVR and who'd be on his right wing, either TK or, or Voracek. Probably so there Voracek, is, yeah, yeah, there are guys that can put the puck in the net and create offense on the wings. They just need a guy in the middle. And, and I'd be kind of intrigued to see how he fits to tell you the truth. Uh, I think he would clash with some players here. Um, but I think that's what this team needs. This team needs some uh, a, a locker room shakeup. Well, the one thing I'll say is his comparison to Shen. Uh, I would argue, especially after seeing game one of the cup, uh, Shen's the better player playing with less talent. Yeah, okay, I get it. So Tarasenko, Jaden Swartz, yada, yada. The offensive talent in uh, Toronto is top of the league. It is ridiculous. Uh, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, Jesus, you know, and he kind of glossed over. Yeah, he got suspended. I mean, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're paying this guy. He's just like on the center and it's playoff time and he's not there. Like, you got to remember, he got suspended. But before he got suspended, he cost you big in a game. Like, you can't, a lot of that with Tom, like with Tom Wilson, too. People were very quick to, like, Push that off because they like grit. Like, listen, I'm a Flyers fan. I grew up with it. You love more than anything to see somebody get rocked because they mess with your player and you retaliated and you, you hit harder. Like, there's nothing better than that. But at the end of the day, that's not how you win games. It's how you put points on the board. And, and the league, all leagues, you know, football, basketball, hockey, everything, the more physical the sport, the more likely this is going to happen because of, you know, brain injuries and what have you is it's leaning away from the hard hitters and the fighters and the the penalties they get and the suspensions they get are more severe because they don't want people getting hurt and because they don't want to be responsible they want their stars playing 
and they're just it's becoming a more skillful sport. So now with the, all this replay review, they're going to get suspended more often. They're going to get in trouble. They're going to get penalties. So I want skillful guys. I want guys who can dance around you and just do whatever they want with the puck, put it wherever they want, and just sit, make everybody around them better. And you, I get what you're saying about a um, locker room shakeup. I think that's what the coaches are for. I think they're the guys that come in because they're their bosses. You can't have somebody who's from another team come in who's never won a cup, who's never made it past the first round of the playoffs, start telling you what's what. Like you think Drew's made it past – Drew's been to the cup. Like he's not going to like listen to some guy. You know, like that's all it would cause. And I don't think that he would do this, but if that is what your thinking was, like it would just cause bad. It would just be bad for the locker room. Um, it's not like he's been the quietest guy. He's made some dumb comments in the past himself. Um, that being said, I don't want you to think that I just, I'm a hundred percent against the guy. I just feel like it's very typical flyers. Like Holcomb's running the show again. We need a Panarin type. We need a skillful uh, guy who just is game breaking. We, that's the kind of player we need who can just open up everything for the rest of us. We don't need more of the same. And while, yeah, sure. I would take him. We better have two better moves than him. We better have like traded for a, uh, I don't know, a, a left, a top line left wing sniper, and then signed Carlson. And yeah, as a third move, we added him. Around there is where I'd be okay with this. So I understand what you're saying. I'm okay with it, but that can't be like our big move, or there's something very, very wrong. That's what I'm getting. At. No, no, I'll agree with that. I think you know that's it's kind of like. What I've been saying the whole time, and I've wanted the Flyers to go after a guy like Duchesne, but I just don't think that they will. I think they have a lot of guys, you know, they have to sign this summer as well as next summer um, that are actually on the team now. Uh, so I just don't see them um, going out and spending that money on a guy like Duchesne. So I think for them to fill the 2C, it was always going to have to be through a trade. And you know, a guy like Kadri's uh, a guy that I didn't think of, but I, I, I believe actually does have the tools to contribute as a second line center. If, if the Flyers didn't have guys like JVR who can put the puck in the net, you know, say what you want about him, but he is what he is. Um, you have a guy that can create offense like Voracek. Um, also, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to predict things here now. Uh, if they did go out and trade for a cadre, I would assume, I would assume a, a legit player would go the other way. I mean, Ghost has been linked to Toronto in rumors for, I don't know, maybe the last year, last season and a half, who knows. Um, but it, it, it makes some sense. I think the cap is kind of similar. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, Toronto won't win this trade because Ghost does have <clears> – <throat> I mean, he does have offensive capabilities, and he's going to a team that's ready to win. Whereas the Flyers here, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of stuck in neutral. Um, but, yeah, I, what you were saying, that can't be the big move. Um, what was I saying there? Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think it does have to be through trade. And a guy like Kadri, I didn't think of, but it, it, it makes sense to me. And, uh, you know, if they do move a guy like Ghost, I don't think they can go into the next year with, 
the D Corps as is, I think they definitely have to go out and either sign somebody or make another deal. And honestly, I don't like a lot of trades. I think, you know, one trade with this team would be enough. You move the guy, uh, let's say this does happen, you move a guy like Ghost, I'm not sure you need to move Warcheck yet. Uh, if, if you even can, like Ghost is going to be the easier of the two to move actually because of Warcheck's contract. Um, but I think at that point, you go out and bring in a, a top 4D, and I know I'm making it seem so easy, but if, if they could magically sign an Eric Carlson and, uh, and, and bring in Kadri as the 2C, you significantly upgraded this roster, I think. Well, absolutely. I mean, anytime you add Eric Carlson, you've significantly upgraded your roster. Um, I'm all for Carlson, so I won't argue that point, but if let's say Ghost is the guy that they would move in a deal with Toronto. The issue I have with that is I believe, and I don't think it's that much of a debate, could be wrong, but Ghost has the value. Say what you will about a season, but he's got more value. I mean, he's a defenseman, straight up. And Toronto needs defensemen. So you should be trying to get more than that. And if all you get back is Kadri, you're letting Toronto off light, in my opinion. The guy you should be aiming for if Ghost is what you're dangling is like Nylander or, God forbid, something else. If you do that one for one, uh, it's probably, I think, I don't know how the salaries work, but, you know, Ghost is on a pretty good deal. He's a defenseman. He's an offensive defenseman. Toronto needs a defenseman. You could, if we're serious about winning, you could see this team in the playoffs and they really didn't give up much because they had so much of it. They had so much center and offensive depth and you helped them out on the one weak spot they had and didn't get a whole lot back for it, so they kind of got off easy. You know, like, this is an Eastern team. Like, you could see them in the first or, sec- uh, first or second round. Depend- you know, playoff structure is so weird. Who the hell knows where you'd see them, but you could. And for me, if they are serious about moving – by the way, a lot of teams have looked at him and said they're just flat out not interested because of how he is. There's something to be said there. Uh, but if you are interested in Kadri, um, uh, I, I hope you get him cheap. I hope you're not succumbing to Toronto's wishes. And last time we traded uh, with Toronto, it didn't go too well for us. We a one-for-one deal, uh, JVR and Luke Shen. So uh, I'm, trying to, oh I'm, I'm trying to avoid that. I understand that was a forward for a defenseman, and we'd be the other way around here. But when we trade with when we trade with Toronto, we tend to get hosed. So we really need to take this easy and really think this one through. And if it's me, I'm exploring other avenues. I'm going Minnesota with Spurgeon, who who I'm be honest, I'm not all that in love with. But the more I read, the more I see other people are. Whatever, uh, I would still take that. Um, Something could be done with Nashville. Something could be done with several other teams before I'm, you know, I feel like if I'm doing ghosts for Kadri, I couldn't find a, a better deal, which at this point is kind of silly. So, yeah, I mean, if I woke up tomorrow and saw that trade, I would be, I'd be kind of ticked, honestly. If I saw we acquired him, I'd be okay. I'd, I'm okay with him. Would be give up? But if I see ghosts for Kadri, I'd be like, well, they done fucked up. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, you can't, you got to have, you can make a trade, but you have to win trades. The more trades you win, the better your team gets. If you start losing trades, no matter who you got, like, 
it's going to bite you in the ass. You can't do that. So that's how I feel about it. I mean, yeah, would I take the guy? Sure. He's got talent. got grit. He could probably be a pretty good flyer. We need a second-line center. But for what the cost would be, not love the idea at all. All right. I was going to wrap it up with that. I mean, it sounds like you're not crazy for it. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not like, oh, my God, let's go get him. But I'm intrigued by that, by the idea, you know. And, and I think by now anybody who listens to the show knows my feelings on Ghost. I'm kind of like, you know, kind of two birds with one stone there. You go get your 2C. And, and that's kind of been my idea for a couple months now, that Ghost is going to be the guy that brings in the 2C because I, I, I think it's going to have to be done through trade. Um, so, I mean, it, it, we'll see. It should be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just – trying to predict the future a little bit here. That's always kind of been my idea. Ghost for a 2C. I just never thought of Nazem Kadri. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm intrigued by it. I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. So we'll see what happens on that front. Now, we mentioned a guy like Eric Carlson a couple times. Um, did not think that we'd be talking about Eric Carlson in this show. But uh, I read a little article earlier today on MyNHLTradeRumors.com. Uh, the article was written by Lyle Richardson, uh, and he mentioned the Flyers and, and the Devils as two teams who uh, they'll have enough cap space to sign a player of Carlson's caliber. Um, Jack, I'll ask you this. Do you believe the Flyers will actually make a serious run at Eric Carlson, and what will he cost? The way things are going right now, I'd have to say no. Um and just seeing who that article mentioned, the Flyers had the money. Another team that had the money is New Jersey. You might as well have said Phoenix has the money because a team like the Devils is not signing Eric Carlson, much as a team like the Coyotes aren't. They don't do those kind of contracts. They can't afford those kind of players unless they're homegrown and they get some kind of discount. Uh, There's just not that kind of market. Now, what I think he'll get, He's going to – I'd be surprised if he doesn't get seven. Uh, San Jose is the only team that can – I'm talking years. Uh, San Jose is the only team that can offer him eight. Um, I think he signed somewhere around seven years, 11 million, maybe more. I mean, it's the open market. People do notice that his play has fallen off a bit, and he is becoming a little bit more injury prone. So that is why I don't think he gets the seven-year, 12.5 million. But I do think seven years, $11 million is definitely doable, especially if you get into a, a race with it. And even if you do get to Carlson, who's not the guy from Ottawa, but the guy he is now, he's still a pretty damn good player. And sometimes you have to over, overpay to make your team that much better and more dynamic. I just don't see the Flyers doing it. I, 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 don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I really thought we'd have an idea by now that they would – let's focus on offense or let's make – a trade or we'll focus on a trade market and we'll do based on that. We'll go this direction, but I don't know. I, I don't see there. Profroff's not signed. It's like he's done. He's not doing anything. He must be down the shore or something. Cause I, I, I don't know what's going on with this team and it's early. So I should relax, but I don't want to, because I talk, I think about the flyers all the time. It's like, you know, you're watching all these teams playing the playoffs at this in June. It's like, I want to watch, you know, Flyers hockey in June, hell, even in May. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we don't haven't had that for so long that it gets on my nerves. It's like you you fired Hextall, and now here comes, you know, he hired some head coaches, but that's not hard. 
you can just go find a bunch of head coaches who've all had head coaching jobs and throw them all on your team. Like we've seen owners with no experience do that. Look at the Washington Redskins owner, Daniel Snyder. Like he'll just add players because they were good ones. Same with coaches, you know, and sure enough, the team has never won very much under him, under his reign at all. No Super Bowls, barely any playoff berths or wins. Because that's not how teams are built. Like, you have to be methodical. You have to have a plan. You have to execute. And I've seen a whole lot of nothing so far. And I don't know. I know I'm overreacting, but I, I don't see them in on a marquee free agent right now. And I have no reason to think they would be. And that's, that, that's what bothers me. Yeah, you know what? And, and I, I agree with you, Jack, because I just don't see them go. And this is kind of like puts a pin in my whole, you know, trade ghost for Nazem Kadri balloon. I just don't see it happening. I don't see Eric Carlson in a Flyers uniform. I don't see it, you know. Uh, I kind of see him as a, a West Coast guy. I could see him, I don't know. I mean, where, where can you actually see him playing? It, it, I, the, the article I read stated that he's, he's really good friends with Henrik Lundqvist. And, hey, I mean, New York's a, a, a big city and he likes the bright lights. I could see it, you know. I could see him going to New York uh, – you know, the Tampa Bay was rumored again, but they don't they don't have the cap. So, I mean, they're going to have to move some things around. I don't know. I just don't see how he would fit with the Flyers. I mean, it's it's really nice to think about, you know, and you're just throwing names together with Provorov and Carlson, Sanheim. But do you think he'd play well with Provorov? Um, I don't know, because he's very similar. I mean, he's better by, you know, but the play style is similar to Ghost. And they had two seasons together, Ghost and Provorov. One was fantastic and the other was terrible. So it's, it's tough to say. I think they would be fine. I think Provorov would just revert back to how he played, you know, because Carlson's and Norris winning defensemen, he have to be like, yo, you do your thing and I'll do my – I'm not even sure I put them on the, the, the same line together. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I might do – it depends on who our defensemen are, but I mean, we got so many offensive defensemen. It's tough. I, I, maybe I would do that, but it, it's tough to say without seeing it. I, a lot's changed with, with Proverall, you know, like I, I feel differently about him than I used to. I used to think he was like going to be our Nicholas Lidstrom. Now I, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, we, you, you got to take, Carlson, if you, you doesn't even matter where you put him. We put him with Hag, he'd probably be good. But as far as seeing him in a Flyers jersey, I, no, and it, for several reasons, Fletcher seems to be sleep asleep at the wheel. Um, our rivals aren't going to let it happen. Do you, do you know why the Flyers signed Shea Weber to an offer sheet when an offer sheet for especially for a player like that is so unethical that it like never happens because the. <laughs> GM of the Predators slipped and said, yeah, we're going to trade him to the Rangers. He said, no, you're not, and that's why. You know what I mean? Like, you think our rivals are going to let us – they're going to up the offer. They have more money than we do. I can see the Rangers could afford Panarin and Carlson. Like, legitimately, they could afford them both. They're not going to let us get Carlson. So unless <laughs> they go all out on some players of their own, and then they're going to, then they're going to draft Capo, like, shit. They already got some guys there. So got Lundqvist. Like, they're probably going to be back in the playoffs and winning rounds before we are at this rate. So, I mean, he's going to have to be aggressive, which I don't see. 
What is he going to be, a dark horse guy? Oh, the Flyers at the last hour have come in and won the sweepstakes. When has that ever happened? We've never been that team. Like he's ha- he would have to want to come here. Tampa's a stud team. They're gonna they're gonna try. I'm telling you, they're gonna move out Coburn and Strawman and Tyler Johnson and maybe another guy. And if they really want to, they're gonna get him. And that is more likely to me. And there's a lot of movement around there than the Flyers getting them. And I'm a little I'm a little pessimistic because of. What I've been hearing, like everything's been a disappointment. Everything is just like a, uh, that's it, you know, since Fletcher got here, honestly. I'm being a little harsh, but this is a very pivotal offseason. No messing around. Like you could really do something here. And all I hear is they're interested in, in trading for Kadri. Like, give me a break, <laughs> dude. Like, come on. Like, you, seriously, you have Panarin, Duchesne, Carlson, all free agents. It's the Philadelphia Flyers. When has there ever been a free agent like, crop like that and they weren't interested in at least somebody in the top, almost always the top guy? I give them a pass with Car- uh, Tavares because Tavares was like, yeah, listen, it's either Toronto or the Islanders and everybody else kind of backed off. Even Saint- San Jose offered him a ridiculous deal that he turned down. You know, so, okay, fine. That's a, that's a rare – that's one guy and it's a rare situation. But with the whole Suter and Parise sweepstakes with Minnesota, everybody was like, they're going to Minnesota. They're going together. And he still, he allowed, uh, Pulgram allowed Yager to walk just for a shot at him. And here we are with all these free agents, and we're talking to Toronto about Nazem Kadri. Like, it makes me want to cry. It, it just, it just, I feel like they're going to botch this, and we're going to be more of the same next year, and we'll be going on like, what almost a decade of bullshit hockey? Like they, they I'm just gonna say the same thing in different ways. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> I'm scared, dude. Like it's it's not what I expected. If you just talked to me three weeks ago, I'd be like, yeah, the Flyers are gonna do this and this, and at least you would hear, yeah, Flyers are interested in just about every free agent. They're interested in none of them right now, right now. But that's not good. They should. We should hear their names with somebody. They should want to show that, you know that they're, they're going to do something and they're not at all, man. And that's very concerning. Like, does it concern you at all that they're not even in, there's a lot of teams being linked to, t- to players and they're linked to none of them, like, the free agent wise. Like, how does that make you feel? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I've said it before, like I, this roster is not terrible. At least I don't think, um, there, there are maybe one or two guys that I think need to turn things around. Uh, but I think if they could bring in maybe one or two players, you know, and not just, you know, role players, uh, I think a second-line center needs to be a, a significant acquisition, whether through trade or agency, um, but also a top 4D. And let's just say – you know, those players, I mean, they need to be top guys. Let's just be honest here. They can't bring in just any schlubs. They need to be top guys, and they need to be specific to what this team lacks, um, which I think is skill, offensive skill, and leadership. Uh, you bring in a guy like Carlson, a former captain, and you're bringing in a guy like Kadri. I think I think he was an assistant captain up there. I don't know if it was by default or, or what, but, you know, he's been around a while. He's 28 years old. He's been on some decent teams now. Uh you're bringing in two 
two guys that I think know how to win, or, or, or let me say they know how to play offense. How about that? They have some creativity, which I think this team does lack because they're kind of they're kind of black and white. I mean, occasionally TK will will get creative, and and obviously Giroux and Voracek when he's not turning the puck over, but. I mean, Ghost, I mean, I, I guess you can include Ghost in there for sure. But, you know, uh, it's not consistent. And, and it, it needs to come from more than just a couple of lines, you know, one or two guys. Um, I think if they were able – I mean, I, I'm going to agree with you. They have to get a top guy, you know, just to keep it simple there. They have to bring in a, a top guy. If they bring in a top guy through a trade and a top guy through free agency, I think they, they can do really well next year. Now, the thing is – do these guys want to come here? And I'm talking about free agents, obviously. Do they want to come to the Flyers who are still kind of rebuilding? Are, are, are the Flyers more appealing um, to these guys over a New York, over uh, uh, Florida? Or, or You know what I mean? Because uh, uh, all these guys are being linked to New York. And, and not to, <laughs> nobody's really being linked to the Flyers. And I'm not sure that it's the Flyers' fault. You know what I mean? Um, say that hey they're not going out and talking to these guys but you know they have to be reaching out i wonder if it's just that nobody's interested in playing here um and then and then you have to ask why is that why why don't they want to come and play with the flyers i mean yeah and and it's we're always that team that's in on every free agent at the trade deadline whether we're in the playoffs or not we're always in on everybody and that it's it seems over the Hextall, Hackstall error, that has gone away. And I was hoping the reason they fired both of them was because they wanted to change that. So and get back to how it was. And seeing that we don't see that at all is very concerning. And yeah, they're, don't get me wrong, there's something to the Rangers. It's Madison Square Garden. They have a lot of money. It's a it's the biggest city in the United States. Like, you know, I get that. You know, And, to, and the whole Florida thing, they have no state tax. And, you know, but you're, you're the Philadelphia Flyers. If it was Ed Schneider, this wouldn't even be a conversation. And I always worried, like, when he passed away, things would change. But I, I thought, like, ownership would change and he would be cheap or something. It, it's not. Like, they still have the money. Comcast still wants to win, and they're just not doing the things that they used to. And I understand it's the cap error, and you don't want to get in cap trouble. You have money. These are marquee players that never really hit free agency. You need to jump at this chance. And you're not even interested? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like And like you said earlier, this is a good roster. We all know it is. We had a terrible coach. It took an AHL coach to nearly surmount a massive comeback and perform the impossible and make the playoffs. We fell short, but now we got legitimate coaches. We're going to start fresh from day one with a legitimate goaltender. So why not add one more piece? You don't even have to make a trade if you ask me. You can add one more guy and figure the rest out later. Well, you won't be in cap hell or anything. So why not go get at least just go get one more guy with the same roster and see what happens next year? I, I don't understand why, why this is so hard to understand. Like, I've heard Kadri, I've heard them moving the 11th overall pick for something, but I haven't seen them linked with any free agents. Like, I just, I don't understand. I think they're being stupid if that's the case. If they're trying to show that their philosophy has changed, this is a very stupid offseason to try that. So, 
either they're just waiting to the last second or we're in for some pretty troubling times. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. And again, it's still early, but you're right. Not really being linked with too many uh, free agents or not many rumors out there. I mean, the only one is the Kadri one so far. Um, and, and you know what? There, there was the Voracek Subban thing, but that's kind of lost some steam there. Um, let's move on a little bit. Uh, since I mentioned Voracek there, um, we'll, we'll play a little game. It's going to be called Stay or Go. You'll give a little history about uh, one of these players first, and then we'll decide at the end what we want to do with them. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, so we'll start off with uh, Jake the Snake. Go ahead. Give a little background about Jake Voracek. Jake Voracek, a top pick of the Columbus Blue Jackets, I believe. Uh, I'm going to be guessing here. I want to say around 2008, around that time, maybe before. Uh, acquired in the Jeff Carter deal along with the eighth overall pick, which later became Sean Couturier, and a third-round pick, which later became Nick Cousins. Came in, it was a changing of the guard. Uh, you know, the likes of Voracek, Simmons, and Jake when really took over the team, adding a uh, signing of Yamir Yager, and he took Jake and Drew under his wing, and we really saw these two players emerge. Jake, uh, about three years ago, really was a standout player, got his big extension, and ever since then has slowly started to fall off to the point where him and Giroux on the top line was a mainstay. He's been relegated to the second line. Biggest knock on Jake, uh, it's just his point production, while from the, 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 the eye test tells you he's good, those who actually watch the game realize that it's not as good as it may seem. He gives a lot of points back in mistakes. He gets very frustrated in games. He disappears for stretches. Uh, he does have the ability to completely take over a game. And he doesn't have to do that from period one to the end of the game. I've seen him disappear and in the last minute of a game, tie it and win it in overtime. He can still do that from time to time. But when you're making $8.25 million a year and you're, you're supposed to be the second best player on the team and if you might be the fifth, uh, there's an issue there. And, yeah, okay, Jake had 70 points. That's fantastic. Uh, a lot of players, not a lot, but a decent amount of players score 65 points and up. And when you consider how many mistakes he makes and how much uh, playoff – or, I'm sorry, power play time he gets, you know, it, it doesn't add up. And I think people who like Jake and say things like, how are you going to replace those points, aren't seeing the whole picture. You don't just trade Jake for two lesser guys and those two guys combined give you the points that Jake has. It's a team chemistry thing. And if you were to go get a guy like P.K. Sapon or whatever issue uh, trade rumors were out there before, you would see that it, it's, it adds into the whole chemistry of the team and you know, preventing goals is a thing. Uh, being responsible with a puck is a huge thing, Jake. Uh, you know, just things of that nature. And one thing that a lot of people don't understand is other teams look at Jake's contract, and while they might be interested in him now, once they see his contract, they go, well, you know what? No thanks. Because it is a little ridiculous. It goes on for quite a while. He's got signing bonuses built in, like at least one or two more coming up. If we have a chance to get out of this contract, I'm going to take it. That's very underrated to the Casual Flyers fans. I don't understand that it's not a good contract at all. It really isn't. While the, the yearly number might be down, I think in like two, three years, we're going to really – I wouldn't say he's as bad as McDonald, but we're really not going to be liking that. And his play 
it's getting worse and worse. Not as not rapidly, but he's not he's not staying he's not stagnant and he's not getting any better, and that's not good. So if I had an opportunity, if I own his jersey, if I had an opportunity to trade Drake Forcheck for uh, a decent return, I'm doing it. So I'm gonna say go. <laughs> All right. Um, I wish I could say didn't expect you to say that, but I did expect you to say that. So <laughs> Jake Warcheck is is go for you. Okay. Next on the list here we got uh who do we want to do? We'll save some suspense here. We'll we'll go Robert Haig. I had a feeling you were gonna go Haig. Uh, so uh second round pick early second round pick in the 2013 draft supposed to go in the first round, at least projected to uh, made the team out of camp last year. Uh, we all, he actually beat out Samuel Moran. He was very uh, safe, a safe pick for Hackstall. He did all the right things for the most part and led the, here we go. Ready for this stat. He led <laughs> the league in hits. Wow. What a guy, huh? So, uh, like, anybody cares about that because I can't remember one big hit he, he's laid. Honestly, him pushing somebody up against the boards, is, that's what he leads the league in. Um, but, honestly, the guy didn't bother me last year. This this just year that just passed, his first half was very Robert Hag-like. But, like, the second 2019 hit, he just fell off a cliff. He was almost as bad as Andrew McDonald. I, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. But he just completely fell off a cliff. He doesn't look like the same player at all. He's out of position. He looks even slow. That he makes bad decisions. Like there's not much more to say because he doesn't have a long history. But yeah, I mean, this is the most clear go that you could think of. Like just throw him in a deal with somebody else just to get him out of here. He's young enough where he might still have some value. We have the defenseman. You know, he. I didn't think I'd be saying that at the beginning of this this past year, at all. What What is your take on Hag? Because he really, he really threw a wrench into our uh, rebuilding plans for sure. Yeah, he's kind of just a guy, you know. Like when you when you watch a game, you don't really see much of him. Uh, you know, all year long you hear all oh, hits and blocks and and whatever, and it's just like, all right, but does he contribute to the team winning hockey games and? I'm not sure that he really does. Like, if you're if you're defense and you don't have the puck, you better be hitting somebody. Like that means the other team has more possession of the puck if all you're doing is hitting people, doesn't it? So I, I mean, so. I think it's kind of like a misleading stat. I mean, I, I know it's pretty simple, like oh, it just hits. But if if you lead the league in hits. Doesn't that mean that you have the puck the least as well? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I could look all that stuff up. But for me, he's not a player that's crucial to this team's success. He could be a sixth or seventh defenseman on a on a team, I think, like the Flyers, who, you know, they're not really serious Stanley Cup contenders. Um you know, there's there's been like Flyers Twitter talk about uh, going out and getting uh, what the hell is his name, Colin Miller from, you know, the Golden Knights, or uh, there was another trade scenario I can't remember. And you know, the guys have Robert Hay going the other way as a sixth or seventh defenseman, as a cheap option um, for another team. And I could see it, but again, the, you know, the Flyers would have to give up something else. You know, he's a, he's a capable defenseman who I'm not going to spend a, a lot of time talking about, but 
you know, if, if the right, I don't even know what the right scenario is. I mean, I guess he's a go for me. I don't need Robert Haig. You know what I mean? Um, but he doesn't necessarily piss me off, if that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, he's a go. Robert Haig's a go. No, you said it perfectly when you said he's just another guy. You know, yeah. that's definitely true. And, it, you know, it just kind of like he didn't bother me until he did bother me. And now it's just like, you know what? We could do better. You know, yeah. yeah. You were a great story. You made it here before Moran, but, you know, you're really starting to show your weaknesses. And we can not only can we do better, we need to do better. So, yeah, he's a definitely should be a sweetener in some kind of deal if anything ever gets done. Yeah. And, on, and speaking of Moran, we'll, we'll touch on him next. So go ahead with uh, Sam Moran. Oh, God. Sam Moran, the longest trek to the NHL, uh, I believe, I want to say 13th or 11th. One of those overall pick of the 2013 draft before Robert Hag um, has yet has finally made it to the NHL. Played well, how many games he played, Jimmy? Like maybe seven or yeah, eight. I say think. seven or eight. Didn't do a Let whole lot. Um, really want to see what we have with the guy, please. You know, he's just <laughs> he was just with the Phantoms forever. Slowest, you know, trek possible, and then it looked like he was gonna make it and Robert Hag beats him out then it's like okay we're definitely going to see what we have in him because he's going to be a free agent you know we're going to lose him so let's play him and then he gets he tears his ACL or something he's out for seven months like give this guy a break but you know we knew it was a project when we drafted him uh he's finally going to play a little bit and if they do move some things around he could be your sixth if not your seventh uh, defenseman next year, which means he'll get some playing time, like real playing time. Um, you know, so I say stay. At this point, you've invested this much into him. His value can't be high. You know, see what you have. You know, he's a big brooding defenseman. If you want that grit, he'll give you that grit. I like his reach. You know, I mean, let's let's see if he can continue to learn and grow. Be a. There are guys who have been in the league, especially around his size, a long time who figure it out and turn into pretty good defensemen. So I don't think he's the next Chara by any means or Pronger, but you know what? Maybe he can be a really solid six, seven, or I'm sorry, five, six defenseman, you know, bottom pairing who can eat up some minutes and get some penalty kill timing and, you know, lay some hits and win a fight, just be that guy that if you're going to go after one of our stars, you're going to think twice. Could you see this six foot nine guy on skates coming in? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, why trade him? You're not, he's got no value. You're not going to cut him. So just, just keep it rolling, you know, see what happens. If you know, you put enough time into him, you might as well see it to the finish line. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time really, talking about Moran. I mean, there's the only reason I want to keep him is because I want to see what he's got. You know, we haven't seen anything. So the, um, the unknown intrigues me and, you know, get him some time out there. I, I love the, the flyers young D. Uh, they can't, I mean, what could go, what could be worse than, than seeing what you have in Sam Moran. And I'm not, and you know, as most, most of Philly does, we, we love players like him and I think he'd be a crowd favorite. He'd, he'd help get the crowd in the games. I mean, let's let's see what he's got. So I'm going to go with the stay. Uh, last but not least, the one and only Shane Gostaspare. Go ahead, Jack. I'll let you start. Yeah, it's funny. Everything I said about guys that would go, that I would say go to, 
I would say about Ghost, but I would say I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to say stay. <laughs> so a, I uh, can't from our um, just our first offensive defenseman, the guy that when we weren't doing so good, that we were told, hey, this guy is coming up. He's killing it right now. The Frozen Four. And that this, that, the other thing. And then he does come up. And I actually remember he tore his ACL. We didn't see him for a while. And then the next year he came up and he just took over. You know, and it was like, wow. Like, we have a legitimate superstar player right now. And he carried that for a while, even with Hacksaw benching him. Because I don't know why. I still don't know why. Um, You know, and it wasn't really until this year that you saw that, uh uh-oh, something's up. And because of that, I don't want to jump the gun and trade the guy. He's extremely offensively talented. The league is heading in that direction. I don't think he'll ever learn how to be this stud defenseman, but if you can get him with the right coach, with the right partner, I really think you could have something special. You need to see this out. At the very least, Have let him have a bounce back year, have more uh, value because his contract already has value. And then if you do trade him, I just feel like, this is not the year to say go to ghost unless somebody blows you away, which I don't think is going to happen after the year he just had. These kind of defensemen are rare. When they put it all together, they really put it all together. So I'm going to say stay for now. Okay. And those are all good reasons to stay. I mean, see, I feel like Goss is is such a, a polarizing player when it comes to deciding if, you know, if you like him or not, because he has – so many pros. We and this is what frustrates frustrates me the most is when you know somebody can be great. They've shown you that they can be great, and they're just consistently not, or, or they're not consistently great. Like I want to see that every single game. I want I want to see the best Shane Gosses bear every game, and we just we don't get that. I mean, I, he came out at the end of the year and said he was. You know, he had a nagging injury or something like that. Um, and I don't know if it's because maybe I expect too much, but once you put up 46 uh, points in, in your rookie year and, you know, 65 points a couple of years after, I want that every year. I don't want I don't want uh, 46 points and 39 and 65 and 37 and, oh, I had a knee injury and, oh, a lot of those goals were empty netters or, you know, whatever the hell. I don't want to hear excuses. I just come out and say, I had a shitty year. You know, the, it was a shitty year overall. I'm going to get my head together, and, and next year I'm going to come out better. I would rather hear that any day over I had a knee injury. Yeah. All right, dude, who, who didn't have a knee injury? I, yeah, we, you, you and I have both had issues with him being a prima donna and, and blaming the fans and being a crybaby. Like we, we hate that. And, yeah, it would be really nice. Instead of just coming up with excuses, you just came out and said, yeah, it's a bad year for me wasn't the we had a rough year i particularly had a rough year and i'm gonna do some things in the off season we're gonna come out stronger next year like just that's all you gotta say just acknowledge your shit you don't you, the team didn't make the playoffs your stats were terrible how are you gonna come out and say oh well it was an injury it, just own up man like it's it, right part of the healing process is, is to, is, you know <laughs> to realize that it's you so and that's kind of what I'm saying, where this team kind of needs a, a change in the locker room. I'm not going to go back to all the, the Kadri stuff, because I'm not saying that Kadri is the absolute answer. But I think a move, and I'm, if, you, if you don't know by now, I'm going to go with go, with Ghost. I think a move somewhere is necessary. And, you know, the tricky thing is that we know how great 
fast as Bear can be, you know. So if he goes and succeeds somewhere else, you know, it's going to make guys look like me look kind of silly. Um, but it all depends on what they get back, you know. And I think that's the the key there. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not really sure if I trust that Chuck Fletcher is going to get maximum value back for Shane Goss's Bear. So as much as I've been advocating for a ghost trade or, you know, they can do this, do that. Uh, and, and I think for myself, Kadri would be okay, but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, and you said it earlier, like I'm kind of afraid of what, what, what the hell is he going to do? You know, I mean, we, we saw short sample sizes or small sample sizes, the one being Stolarz for, for Talbot, who they might not even resign now. Like what was the point of that trade? So, I mean, that's what it is. Like, I when we first got Fletcher, when he first was our gen, made our general manager, we looked at what he did with Minnesota, and he was. It's almost like split the good and the bad, and you can make excuses for both, you know. And it just seems like I don't want to say he guessed, but it's just that's the kind of luck I feel he's had. And since he's been here, it's been a whole lot of like. I feel like Holgram was the reason that Carter Hart came up, not Fletcher. You know, like, so what did he do? Well, I mean, Simmons, it's like, yeah, we didn't get a whole lot for Simmons, but was Simmons really worth a whole lot at that point? Probably not, considering what he, he hasn't really done anything. Then he trades for Talbot. Talbot plays two, three games, which is absolutely ridiculous. He had an asset in Stolars, who people like to say, oh, it was a necessary shit trade, which is absolutely hysterical to me. No trade is, should be shit. You should be always trying to win over on trades. And if you really were like you wanted a Talbot and you were not going to play the guy to see what you had, trade Stolars for assets, picks. They're a real thing. They could be, it's like like the universal currency, the NHL, like any, it's like money. Like, come on, like just trade it for the third round pick, a fourth round pick. I don't, it would have been better than what they did because now they're going in. People don't honestly know, they're probably going to stick with Talbot. But I can't even be sure about that. So it's like you just gave Stolars away. It's just stupid. So you botch that. The Borov thing's going ridiculously bad. Like, so what good do we have to say about this guy? He signed three head coaches? Any snob could do that. It's not like it counts against your cap or anything. And it's, it sounds like he hired Vigneault. Then Vigneault said, I want Tarion. Well, he said, well, I want Yao, who's been a colossal failure everywhere he went. And now we end up with both of them on our bench. So I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what his direction is. I, I honestly don't know if he knows what he's doing. I'm being a little dramatic. But it's just, <laughs> what is the direction of this team? What's our identity right now? Like, we got nothing. And then it's like, all right, well, you know, we got the offseason. So let's see what he does in the, uh, you know, with free agency. All right. So Carlson, no flyers. Uh, Panarin, no flyers. Hayes, Duchesne. No flyers. Oh, uh, they're considering a trade with Toronto for not, not Marner, not Nylander, Nazem Kadri. It's like, give me a break. Like, this is just, just, it's almost like a joke at this point. What did we do to deserve this? So, yeah, thoroughly, I'm being dramatic, but what else do I have to go on right now? So, <laughs> that could be your new, uh, your new handle there, Dramatic Jack. Seriously, though. <laughs> I might have to consider it because it's true. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. Hey, it's passion, man. That's what, that's what it's all about. Anyways, that's what we want. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've really got nothing else to say. I feel like if you've if you've listened to our shows in the past, you you know what I feel about Ghost. Uh, some interesting things coming up. You know, the drafts in a few weeks. Uh, we're coming up on an hour. Well, Jimmy, uh, we got, I, Jimmy go I got one more guy for our game here, and it's just go for ahead. you. It's just for you. Stay or go, Corbin Knight. Oh my God. You know, I was kind of disappointed that he didn't sign, re-sign with us, to tell you the truth. I think he contributed a lot this year. Uh, he's a great two-way forward, uh, added a lot of depth to the organization. He could have been a nice, uh, you know, reserve, a press box type guy. Um, yeah, Corbin Knight. <laughs> now, nah, what did he sign with, a Russian team? I was being sarcastic, by the way. I, I know. Sign. I was really <laughs> Off to the KHL, so I guess uh, – when, when the reason you're in the NHL in the first place is because of Dave Haxall, it's likely you're going to wind up in the KHL because you sure as hell, you sure as hell ain't coming. You, no other coach is going to let you play. So, yeah, if I were me and uh, Dave Haxall was the reason I was here, I would go to the KHL too. Yeah, hell yeah. That's the only reason he was with the Flyers. Yeah, so happy trails, Corbin Knight. We'll probably never hear of you again. And yeah, we'll wrap the show up with uh with that. Yeah, so another show, can... another show. Provorov still not signed. The Flyers still seem to be behind the eight ball, and it looks like Boston's. I mean, they're off to another good start to win another championship. Hooray! Wow, Christ, that just made me depressed. Yep, that's how I feel. <laughs> All right, why don't you take us home, Jack? Well, uh. We will be talking more about the draft coming up, and I was really hoping that we'd be talking more about free agency, but considering Fletcher has given us jack shit to talk about in that regard. Uh, yeah, so we have our NHL draft show coming up. That will probably be Friday the 20th. I want to say 20th or the 21st. Uh, that's always a good show, as long as they don't trade their 11th overall for a bag of potatoes or something. Um, we should get a solid player, and one – I will say this one trade rumor I did hear, and I won't even call it a rumor. It was more of a speculation was there's a, uh, a scoring. I want to say winger. Let me see if I can look them up real quick. I did hear the flyers might be interested in trading up for this guy. I believe his name is Cole Coldfield. Oh my God. Uh, he uh, should go in the, I want to say like the top seven, something like that. But, uh, yeah, that was the one good rumor I heard. The Flyers, if they do trade uh, draft picks, they could be trading up possibly for a scoring winger, which can never have enough of those. So that was that was the one nice thing to hear. So the draft should be interesting coming up. Um, and, yeah, hopefully this time next week the Flyers do something that gives us uh, hope for the future. So I am, I am Jack underscore HW Radio. Feel free to give me shit. Because I know there's a lot of guys out there who like Nobs and Country and all the dirty grit he gives us. Some, you know, feel free to at me, bro. Frank, we're talking about you, dude. Yep. All right. Well, this is Angry Jim. You can find me on Twitter, Jim underscore HW Radio. I look forward to hearing uh, some of your comments and thoughts on the show. And yeah, we'll wrap this one up, and we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>